My name is Josh Fisher. I am playing Bolts, the engineer. You can find all of my work at oneuppodcast.com. I have a D&D podcast and a history podcast and a therapy podcast. So pick your poison. Hello, my name is Willow Wilson. I am playing the character known as Constance. And you can find me at Ensorcelled Pod, uh, RPG, Harry Potter-esque podcast. And uh, it's really cool. Check out Ensorcelled. Hi, my name's Ty. Um, I'm playing Gabriel Acosta, and you could find me at at the underscore Fierce King on Twitter. Hi, my name's Alexandria Bell. Um, I'm playing the kid, Eliza Harper, and you can find me on social media as Eliza Hammer, um, a professional wrestler for all your professional wrestling needs. After I take the wires from Eliza, I say, by the way, Eliza, my name's Bolts. Call me Bolts. I got another name, but, you know, don't worry about that. I'm Mr. Bolts, sir. I'm Dr. Acosta, by the way, if I haven't introduced myself. I'm Mr. Doctor, sir. Mr. Doctor, We got to find a way off of this rock, don't we? I was having you head north because that's where those um, buildings were that we passed over. Good a destination as anywhere. Uh, shall we... Uh, Head on out, or should we try and maybe uh, pull more things off this truck? See if we can't, uh, you know, find something else to break? I guess if you can't fix the truck, we should keep on marching. We're going on foot? Yes, ma'am. I can take the lead on this. Um, I have good experience uh, trekking through uh, the wilderness. I can just use, use my tracker move just while we're walking about mm-hmm. uh, study my immediate environment um, to know what animals have been through here and etc uh, so are you going to stay on this road or are you going off into the side of the the jungle to do that as well uh, I guess I'm leading them on the on the road but you know animals cross roads too <laughs> let's see it's plus clever so that is a 10 so I can ask some questions. Oh, I, I, yeah, I get to know what animals have been here recently. Well, you haven't seen tracks exactly like these before. It looks like they came from something that walks on all four legs. They are mostly round with some very cute little toes. Aww. But if you put one foot in front of the other, you touch your, your heel to your toe, it's just a little bit bigger than that. Fun. That is a large, cute little bean. What direction are they headed or coming from? It looks like this one set of tracks came out of the jungle and then walked down this road in the direction that you are walking. Okay. How recent do they seem? They seem like they were probably made not too long ago. And maybe it passes your mind that When the plane crashed, a lot of animals started moving around. So maybe around that time? I guess I'll do. Uh, What else nearby should I know about that might not be obvious? That is one of the options. I'm going to hold on to that for a minute. Well, is there anything that you want to 
to do or any behavior that you want to alter before you get a little bit further down the road? Based on the presence of the tracks, I would like to inform the inform my party that we should be stealthy in case we are approaching a large creature. You can see the direction the road is going pretty easily. The road is opened up. And because you're all trying to be a little bit stealthy, a little bit quiet, you don't walk right out into view when this road opens up and then branches off to the left. So you're now at a junction. You see that just ahead here. And straight ahead, this main road that you're on crosses the river. I think that Bolts would know this, having having been in the war. This is called a, a pyramid bridge. And it looks like it's made out of very rough, thick and long metal pipe, just iron pipe. The way these are these were used during the war as quickly built bridges so that you could hurry up and get vehicles across rivers. Now, you didn't necessarily recognize whatever that creature was back in the clearing. All of you have seen pictures of Triceratopses before. And there is one of them sitting in the middle of this bridge, looking around. It's faced away from you, so you see it's its rump, its little tail, and it's kind of like scanning the other side of the river. Very happy to just sit here on this bridge. I, uh, I gestured to the group that we should back up. We should backtrack. So we're going to backtrack a bit, a significant amount, so we can be out of earshot and have a nice quiet conversation about how to proceed. <laughs> So, um, that animal is large, and, uh, I did not know they were real. Yeah, those those things haven't been around for eons. Like, what? It's a freaking Triceratops. Are you serious right now? No Triceratops? I don't think I'm following. It's a dinosaur. Um, my dad said that dinosaurs eat people. Is that true? Because we're people. We are people. She she is right about that. Uh, mo some some dinosaurs do. Kid, uh, that one that one don't though. That one eats you know leaves and little you know bushes and stuff like that. I think we're fine. But it's big. It's squishes. Squishes. Yeah, squishes. Just. Oh, I I thought it was like rhyming with vicious. No, squish us. It would squish us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sometimes my accent sounds funny. That's, um, I love it. Okay. Um, how would the dinosaur know that we're not leaves? Um, a- a- well, animals tend to understand what it is that they are eating, at least in a rudimentary sense. Okay. That was a very existential question. <laughs> <laughs> We know we're not leaves. <laughs> Miss Constance, um, could we move around that thing if we have to continue in that direction? Uh, if we take the path uh, earlier that goes parallel to it, perhaps cross the river from a different point that does not have a, uh, a triceratops upon it. You did get to see that down the river a little bit, there's a pretty large tree that looks kind of loose. 
that might get knocked over and form a tree bridge and allow you to cross that way if this Triceratops does not want to allow you to pass on the bridge. Oh, très bien. There is a tree over there, and it looks that if we knock it down, as it is already quite loose, we could perhaps form a tree bridge where we could cross in case the Triceratops does not want to move. Never knocked down a tree before, but it can't be that hard. It can be. If a tree falls in the forest, will the dinosaurs hear it? Uh, yes. That is a concern. It may spook the Triceratops or other creatures away, but some other sorts of creatures are drawn to things and they may come to investigate. So it is a, a risk, certainly. How important is it to us that we get across this river? Uh, you're the one with the map. Um, would it be um, a little bit easier to get to the buildings this way? To get to the buildings, you would need to cross this river. It looks like it starts at a big lake, although uh, this map is not to scale. If it was a half-hearted attempt to make it to scale, it looks like that the lake is a much further walk than this village would be. Village isn't quite the right word. Uh, in the other direction, it looks like this river goes to the edge of the island, at least on this drawn map. So we could take a marginally safer route and uh, go all the way um, down the river to the lake and cross it, then be on the other side. But then again, it's, considering our environment, I, I do not know how safe that would be, and it would take a lot of time. I'm I'm always in favor of the direct route, so uh, I think this uh, this tree business is the way to go. Okay. At least if we get across, we'll have shelter. That's always number one when you're trying to survive out in the wilderness. Yeah, I most definitely would like to go forward with the the shelter option. So I guess let's go ahead and push down a tree. Yes. How how shall we do this? It's not too far to sort of cut through the jungle a little bit. You can sort of see where it is, but maybe cutting through would get you out of sight range of this Triceratops if it happened to look in your direction. I think we're looking at afternoon here, so it's still pretty warm. It's still pretty humid. Uh, you have noticed that since you've gotten off the airplane, it's gone from the air being pretty still to feeling a little bit of a light breeze now. Uh, it, it feels like there's maybe some kind of weather change on its way, though it is not here now. Yes, and there were clouds in the distance when we uh, when we were approaching the island. So I, I think a, a bit of a storm is coming, so... So getting up to the, the tree that looks like it's a little bit loose, if you're able to successfully knock it over, it'll be... It looks fairly stable. It looks like it would be fairly stable to, uh, as a way to cross this river, but it would probably make enough noise for this Triceratops to notice. Could always knock the tree over, wait for the Triceratops to come investigate, and then just sneak across the bridge. If it's a plane, you're like y'all say, and like a cow, wouldn't it just run away with a loud noise? Perhaps. No one's seen these things in the wild before, so who really knows? Isn't it a win-win situation, though? Except for the potential of drawing other animals to us. It seems that either 
Triceratops will stay on the bridge and we will have this other bridge, or the Triceratops will come to investigate and we can use the original bridge. So the only bad downside is if... uh, Is the unknown. Is the unknown, okay. At that, um, Gabriel will take out his fourth cigarette for today and light it up. Bolts will try and be like, okay, how do, how do we... Do we just push the tree over? How do we, how do, we do this? I've... Um, how how loose is the tree? It, it looks like if there is a plan, maybe a lever, maybe if someone had some rope, if there were some successful rolls, it would look, you would be able to dislodge it. I do have a toolkit. I'll stoop down, open my, my toolkit, pull out the rope and be like, all right, let's pull this sucker down. Kind of try and swing it around and grab the other end and start pulling on it. Yeah, I think that you can probably jury-rig something here. Describe this thing that you are putting together. So what I do is I, I, I take the rope and I, I kind of wrap it around the tree. So I'll I'll take like a, a a heavy rock, but not too too heavy, obviously, and I'll I'll kind of try and secure it to one end of the rope and uh, kind of maneuver my way up this tree and just be like, all right. We're going to see if this works. I'm going to try not to hurt myself. And uh, I'll grab the rock and I'll jump out of the tree onto the ground, hoping that the weight of the portly engineer plus this heavy boulder will be enough weight to pull this rock free. Roll plus clever. Oh, God. Uh, That's a five. (laughs) On a miss, you're messing around damages something or someone. I'm willing to be the someone. <laughs> yeah, on the upside, it didn't take a whole lot to move this tree. It starts to groan and starts to creak. And it slowly falls pretty much where you wanted it to go. Uh, but as you jumped out, you totally twisted your ankle. It will probably slow everyone down if you're trying to run uh, if you're trying to do anything very fast anytime soon, it will affect that. Though it didn't it didn't create an actual injury. So, Doc, you probably noticed now that Bolts is favoring his ankle uh, when he tries to put weight on it. Uh, Constance and Eliza, you noticed that this Triceratops jerked its head to the side, saw this tree fall, and is now standing up on the bridge looking at you at us it seems uh, that there are people it's it definitely sees that this tree fell it might not see the people yet but I, it is uh, looking in your direction i try to um i don't know heard heard the the people um slowly uh into the underbrush so we can keep an eye on it and um so Ideally, we will not be in the direct line of sight of this creature. If everyone is sort of standing still and not making a fuss about anything, it will not see you. I say we wait for a moment. And Bolt says you are sort of getting out of the way. This is not the best time to have messed up your ankle. I want to help Bolt, but I also don't want to be targeted of a of a triceratops if, it, if somehow they're more dangerous than we realize so I will whisper very quietly or do my best to whisper very quietly it's like as soon as this thing is no longer a threat 
Um, I'm gonna go ahead and look at your um, your ankle bolts. I much appreciate it, good doctor. I, I definitely heard it. It's it's screaming at me right now. I'll point over at the triceratops. So as soon as that's not a threat, um, I'm ready to help. The triceratops is making some like snuffly noises, something similar to like a dog who can sense that there's something out there and it's not barking. It's just sort of going (sighs) a little bit of a snort (sighs) and starts to move, starts to come off the bridge a little bit on your side and is slowly ambling your way to investigate this fallen tree. We will slowly um, make our way away from it, um, perhaps uh, perpendicular to the river. Hopefully the triceratops will not be there anyway. I think the way this works is if you're all doing the same thing, the one of you in the worst position would roll to see if everyone succeeds. So if as a group, you are all trying to quietly circle and get on the other side of this thing, whoever has the lowest clever can roll hide as you silently sneak around. Cool. Minus plus one. I have a plus Plus two. two. I'm plus one. Okay, we're both plus one. All right. Wow, you're all very clever. Uh, (laughs) Clever boys and girls. Eliza, roll plus clever and talk about how you are guiding everyone secretly away from the Triceratops. I got a five. Um, (laughs) You guys, you guys, um, I just want to let you know that um, one time I was playing hide-and-seek with my dad, and he did not find me for three hours. Um, So if you guys would just follow me um, uh, while I walk backwards to make sure that I I keep my eyes on them to make sure they're following me. Um, I I can find us um, a really good hiding spot if you guys just, um, if you guys sort of just come this way. And when you turn around... You are really close to this thing. It looked like it wasn't in your path at all. It was going just along the riverbank. And as you turn around, you see its nose uh, come through some some bushes. Uh, so this is now Peril. It seems very surprised to have come across some things that it didn't expect here in this jungle. And this snorting seems to be much more aggressive. I guess I would run. I would run back towards the fallen tree. <laughs> Uh, plus fit. Oh, man. Five. You turn and run, and you almost get to the tree, but there are some kind of jagged roots now sticking up. And as you sort of get close to it, and you're like, oh, I can actually get on this tree and get out of the way, one of these sort of uh, broken roots hits you in the leg. Calling it a splinter is kind of downplaying it. It's, it's not quite like a vampire stake, but it is a, a chunk of wood now stuck in your in your right thigh. That is going to this is an injury. So bolts, you are next. Getting across that tree is of utmost importance, and I'm going to start heading that way as well. This this might be a just do it, or, or maybe it's onto a, your butt. Hold onto your butt, yeah. <laughs> More like minus fit. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a seven though, <laughs> so it's not awful. 
you are on track to get back to this fallen tree, but you did so without really being careful with your ankle. And it feels like this mild twist could get worse if you fail a roll in this escape that could become an actual injury. And maybe because you were a little bit slower, you're about to see Eliza like hurt herself like in the next couple of moments here. Constance. Yes, I suppose I will also uh, run. Uh, run to the tree. Okay, okay. Um, oh, that is a 10. You had a clear shot. So like you made it right around the tree and you easily climbed onto this trunk and hey, it feels pretty stable. So you're pretty safe where you are as you turn back to sort of watch everything happening behind you. Yes. Well, if it's not broken, don't fix it or pull wires out of it. Um, I would like to go ahead and everyone else and run run towards the tree. Right now, this seems like the best course of action. Let's see, these dice have hated me all night. But let's see if they, they... They've continued to hate me all night. I've rolled a total of five all day. It seemed like everybody was just a little bit quicker out of the gates than you were. And you can hear snorting and pushing through the the vegetation. And you were sort of like last in line. And sort of everybody kind of collides at once at the tree. At the end of this line, you can see Constance sort of like jump up onto the tree. She's totally safe. Eliza, a little bit distracted, suddenly get this like chunk of wood stuck in her leg. You knew that Bolts had already done something to his ankle in trying to move faster than he would have recommended that he move with this condition. He now slows down a little bit more, definitely winces. Uh, this is not going well. And maybe because you're sort of watching all of your potential patients and saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You don't duck in time and you smack your head right into a low branch. Uh, and for a moment there, you've got some stars. You also have an injury here. You're sort of blinking for a moment. Your right eye seems like it's not coming quite back in focus as quickly as your left eye did. And all of you can hear this Triceratops galloping around and trying to find a spot where it can charge. So Eliza, what are you what are you doing here? I guess I would pick up a rock and just try to try to chuck it as far away from people as I can to distract the dinosaur to look over there. So I got a 10. I, well, I throw the rock and it, it, I guess, hits a tree, you know, to make a, make a loud noise. And hopefully the dinosaur would look over there. He turns to the side and sort of looks and sort of shifts his whole body. I think that all of you can take these extra moments to get up onto this tree. I, I would, I would use my turn to help, specifically Eliza um, and probably carry her, but also try to help the other people up onto the tree. Since you're already safe, if you successfully uh, get a take my hand, you can get all of them to take your hand. Oh, cool. And I think it would be plus fit, right? Because yeah. strength, yeah. And balance and all kinds of stuff. Okay, let's see. There's a seven plus two. That is a nine. You have safely helped all of them onto the tree. Okay. Bolts is still kind of limping, but you've like you've got him up there. And the doc is like kind of like holding his eye. Um and you sort of guided him in the right place and he's uh he's scrambled up on the tree. And you did it. Everybody is safe. And then you sort of turn back to the 
to the Triceratops and he sees you on the ground. And he is unhappy that someone tricked him. And it looks like he has found a clear path to, like, try to charge. How far away is he? Could we potentially get across the bridge in time? I think so. I think that if everybody either runs or just does it or holds onto their butts, everybody can get across this uh, tree before the Triceratops hits it. Okay. And I would like to be carrying Eliza with her injury, if, if, if she would allow me to. <laughs> sure. Bolts is next. You're successfully on the, the tree. I'm going to hold on to my butt and power through this injury again. Uh, well, <laughs> that is a two. You've gotten across this tree, but as you hop down, you have hopped down in the wrong way. And this mm. is an actual injury now on your ankle. Okay. But you are across the river. Doc, what are you doing? How are you getting across this tree? I'm going to hold on to my bud and make sure I don't hopefully fall off. These are new dice, by the way. I refuse to use the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's me then. Um, I wrote a four. Huh, okay. You, you did not expect the character death in this, did you? <laughs> you get to the other end of the tree. You see exactly how you should be getting down from this tree onto the ground. But you're still getting used to uh, having uh, having a sore eye at the moment. So you take that step a little bit late and tumble face first off. Uh, you, you fell wrong and maybe gave yourself a bit of a concussion. So you're, you're blanked out for a moment. Me, then? Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's see. That is a 9 plus 2. It is 11. You easily get over and you actually jump off the edge. Uh, and while you were in the air, it seems like, oh, I'm completely in control of this. You land with perfect stance and set Eliza gently on the ground. And the four of you are out of peril. But we have uh, three injured people. One of them is unconscious. Yeah, the doctor is unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, um, I would like to uh, just try to move my, my party Try to relocate them to somewhere that is more um, away from the prying eyes of dinosaurs. Yeah. How about you scavenge? I would like to do that. Yes. And so tell a story and then we'll see what you find. I once heard of a man who went into the woods to test himself. He uh, wanted to prove that he is master of nature. He sees uh, an animal larger than himself. Sharper teeth than himself. He steps forward. He faces it. And he says, I am to be your master. And he tries to attack. He gets torn apart immediately. Man is not master of nature. Man cannot win against beasts. No. Creatures are much more simple. They do not strive to be the best. They simply are what they are. They live their life. They live to survive. They survive. That is something man seems to not understand. Man seeks something else. Man seeks domination. Idiots. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, that is a six. You were telling this story and keeping an eye on your companions. Gabriel is starting to come to sort of pushing himself up. He's got this uh, dazed look on his face, a gash over his right eye. 
Boltz really wants to be leaning against something as he's walking. Eliza uh, has this this chunk of wood sticking out of her leg that she's sort of like contemplating whether she should try to pull it out or just leave it alone. You finish your story and turn back to the jungle, push some branches aside, and you see what looks like a half a dozen bodies in what looks like a ditch that someone must have dug and then put these bodies in and then just left them. Are they humans? They are humans, yes. The scent of those could certainly draw predators, so we would want to get away from those, if at all possible. But I do not know if that is at all possible. I go over to Eliza and start to assess her wounds. Um, Mr. Doctor, sir, um, I got stabbed by that tree. Oh, wait, the trees move here? No, no, the tree didn't move. I was moving, and I didn't... Yeah, and it it hurts really bad. You know, after seeing those beasts, I would have believed you if you had told me that. But no, okay, we can work with this. Um, So I do have a general first aid kit, so I believe I have some tweezers, so I could start um, pulling out any splinters that are directly in the wound at this point. And then a little, we have some rubbing alcohol, some salve for infection, and some bandages. As I start pulling out all these materials, I start to reminisce about my past. You know, kids and the kids in Chicago don't play enough in the in parks or in woods, and I'm not actually quite used to these kind of. I mean, I've seen them before in my studies. Actually, when I was um, interning, in the very beginning. During my rounds, I worked over in a smaller hospital in Georgia, and a lot of kids would come around with basic wounds from too hard a plane, falling off trees, and I've seen these before. Remember one kid, Billy Thompson. He was a little bit younger than you, about six, seven years old, and him and his brother were playing pirates on alongside the shore over in Georgia. And one thing led to another, and Billy Thompson had a um, a sword, a branch, right through his arm. Very similar to what it looks like happened to you right now. I'll tell you what I told him. is like, this is the chair that's getting back at you for sitting a month this time. Joking, of course. As I get to the rubbing alcohol, I was like, Eliza, th- this is going to hurt a little bit. So I'm going to put it on there in the count of three. Are you ready? Yes, Mr. Doctor, sir. One two and i put it on the count of two you lied to me and my dad says that you can never lie to people oh i didn't lie honey i just i forgot my, the order of my numbers i'm so sorry are you see. a doctor yeah but i hit my head pretty hard over there oh are you okay <laughs> uh i'll be okay enough for now let's go ahead and finish this and then we finish off with a nice bandage wrap around the ankle and around the heel eliza that feels actually really good and uh, it feels like if you needed to, you could probably run. Thank you, Mr. Doctor, sir. You're welcome, Miss Eliza. Sorry about mixing up my numbers. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I go over to Bolts. Um, how you doing, soldier? Yeah, Doc, I, uh, I seem to have uh, messed up an old war injury on my leg, and now I'm limping everywhere. Mind taking a look? No, I definitely do not mind, sir. Prop his leg up and see what and see what I can do about it. Um, if it's a twisted ankle, I imagine I see some swelling and 
unfortunately, the best thing for this would be ice and rest, but those are two things I don't think we'll find in the middle of the tropics around all these beasts. We're going to go ahead and um, bandage this up, um, set it up for just so it straightens out a bit and it's not trying to just uh, give it some extra support and just the tiniest bit of morphine to numb the pain. It won't be enough to make you feel good, but it'll be enough to stop the hurting as we walk on it. And maybe we can get some rest tonight. It's more of a push the pain onto tomorrow kind of situation. This actually reminds me of another um, situation. Do you keep up with sports, Bolts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge Yankee fan, for sure. I actually had a Cubs player come in once to the Chicago, into the hospital over in Chicago. A ve- oh, it wasn't his leg, but his arm, his pitching arm. He said, no matter what, he had to play that afternoon. And I told him, just like I'm telling you, I can do this. I can help with some relaxation, give you some ice. But the sink in the hill today, what I can do if you would need to move is just a little bit of pain. numb, And what you don't pay today, you'll probably pay twice tomorrow. I'm just going to let you know. Are you all right with this? Yeah. You know, you know us old soldiers. We're always uh, always ready to tough it out. Bolts, like, uh, this feels better. You do have a feeling that if something goes wrong, it's going to go right back to this injury. If uh, this is, this might be reoccurring if things go poorly. Doc, you're pretty sure you have a concussion. Uh, there are some interesting colors right now. Uh, your right eye is definitely swelling up. It's getting harder to see through there. And Constance took a few steps away earlier as she was talking and sort of stopped a distance away and has, has been pretty still. Oh, by the way, there are many, many dead bodies that way. <laughs> <laughs> like in a ditch, many dead bodies. Uh, whatever way you you point towards, I look the other way. Not, oh, not intentionally, right. but oh, I was like, okay. okay. Um, mm, okay, dead bodies. Um, well, I can't heal those. Uh, Miss um, Constance, would you, can you come here and help me out real quick? Uh, we oui, yes. Mm-hmm. I go over to you to assist. I'm gonna need you to see if you can help me a bit. I'm gonna walk you through some steps, and it's real hard to do most medicine on yourself. Yes, of course. This is just gonna be like I when I was first in medical school. A lot of, except this time, you'll be the student and I'll be the doctor. Um, I remember when we were um, first in there. And they were kind of just like what we're doing now, testing, just practicing um, basically each other. Even though we didn't have any energy, any actual injuries, we went through the steps. I think I remember the instructions well enough. Let's see, the teacher, Dr. Ramon, he's going to tell me, which I'm going to tell you, to uh, pick up the pen light in case of a concussion. And I'm going to need you to shine in my eyes and move it left and right. Uh, you need to tell me if my eyes are following the light. Uh, I, I think so. Okay. I will do my best. Dr. Ramon was a horrible, well, not a horrible teacher, just a horrible man. Good teacher. A bit of a temper, though. Um, so, yeah, and I just start walking her um, through the steps, guiding, seeing if my eyes are following. I have a feeling that my right eye isn't. I have her take the scalpel. Uh, Miss Constance, please use this knife instead of yours. We're going to let a little blood above the eye just so it can... Reduce the swelling. Yeah, so it doesn't pull up there and get a clot or something. 
I um, I feel around for the bump, and once I find it, it's like right here, just the tiniest cut. Roll then, plus steady to see if you have instructed her well. I know. I, I wrote an eight all day. Either this is going to take longer than you thought, it will open her up to danger, or it will open you up to danger. I accidentally used the knife on my own eye. <laughs> I got confused when you were instructing. I thought it was... <laughs> Oi, uh, let's see. Lord, at, at the risk of a dinosaur, let, let's say it takes a bit longer than expected. Bolts and Eliza, you, you probably started off kind of curious about uh, what the doctor had in mind here. And then he gave Constance a knife. And then she began cutting his face. And then you thought, hey, maybe I have some time to do something else right now. <laughs> we'll try to get the lay of the land. I'll see if there's anything I can can climb. So you want to climb to the top of the tallest tree and have a look about. Mm-hmm. Have you been through the Caribbean much? I mean, you were just in Cuba. Have you spent much time in the Caribbean? I've spent a little bit of time in the Caribbean. <laughs> then these are not uh, brand new mysterious trees to you. Uh, in fact, that one over there has dates on it. Uh, so, hey, fruit. But for now, you can climb this tree probably just fine. Who are you going to tell a story to as you're climbing? You could just talk to yourself while you climb. That's what I'll do. Okay, um, I am not going to be scared of being in this tree and being really far off the ground because this is just like the time that dad took me to the world's fair and I got lost just like I am now and I climbed up climbed up on that rock to try to find my dad and then I found him and then I was okay and that's probably exactly what's going to happen now is that we're just going to find out how to go home um, just like I did then. Um, and I'm going to find my dad and everything's going to be okay. And I'm definitely not scared. Roll plus clever. Got an eight. Push some branches aside. You look this way, you look that way. You're not that far from this white sand road. And you can see that pretty clearly. And your eyes travel down. You can see it go all the way to this village this grouping of metal buildings a little bit of a distance away. And from where you are, it doesn't look like there's anything surprising on the way there. Bolts, you watched Eliza go to climb a tree. What's your plan? Not wanting to injure himself again and uh, getting another predicament like this. Uh, Bolts is going to scavenge around and look for a, uh, a cane to use to uh, walk around and, uh, maybe help uh, take some of the pain away. I'll just go over to where this tree is. Eliza climbed up, and I'll just walk around the bottom of the tree and look around for some uh, some sticks that might have fallen down or that she kicked off or something. You know, I once uh, injured my leg crashing a plane in the Great War. One, one thing they always tell you about crashing a plane is you got to aim for something soft that if you land in, you won't get too badly injured. Well, I, I didn't land on something soft last time broke my leg real bad had to limp all the way back to base through enemy enemy lines and all that you know so just just remember when you're gonna crash or you're gonna fall try and aim for something soft okay otherwise you're gonna have to look around for a cane or a stick or something 
and have to be limping around the island for the rest of the trip. Okay, kid? Thank you, Mr. Bolt, sir. I'll make sure to do that. Plus clever. Clever. Oh, God. Oh, well, it's a seven. It's not that bad. <laughs> the ideal branch was still sort of hanging on a tree. And so you were able to pull it down, and it made a lot of noise. Maybe you stop and listen. You still just hear insects and birds. Howler monkey in the distance. Doesn't sound like anything is now crashing through the jungle in your direction. Constance, it, it took a little bit of, uh, of poking and exploratory cuts <laughs> around the eye, but you definitely were successful at your bloodletting. Doc, yeah, a lot of your face feels wet. <laughs> Damn, uh, my right eye's a little red. My right vision's no more colors. No, more colors, but just red now. <laughs> and the I, reason it took so long is that you, you said right, and I was thinking my right, so I oh started no. with your left eye. <laughs> that's, well, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's uh, no yeah. You know what, Miss Constance? You did a great job for your first time. I, I pick up a bandage and start to see if I can at least just wrap, do a double wrap around my head twice just to stop the bleeding. Not really a healing, just more of a staunch real quick. I'm very sorry. No, you, you did great. You're as good as the doctor is what I'm trying to say. That's not very reassuring considering <laughs> how you qualified that statement, but okay. <laughs> there is still this ditch filled with bodies. I would like to um, look at it a little bit. Who all is going to look at some bodies? Bolts will too, yeah. Being in the war, you know, piles of bodies ain't something you just ignore. I've seen enough dead bodies for a lifetime. I think I'll stay here, guys, and tend to the fire. By fire, he means sex cigarette for the day. <laughs> um, I'll stay with Mr. Doctor. I think that is a good idea. Bolts, this is the first time that you're getting a good look at them. These are all men, and they are all dressed in Portuguese Great War uniforms. The war took place a lot farther away than here. That'll make no sense. Could I crawl down there and maybe, like, check some pockets or something like that? Yes. These are not fresh bodies. They have been here for some time. Oh, God. But you, you absolutely can go down there if you like, climbing down into the pit. I think with your ankle, perhaps it is not a good idea. Oh, you know, um, yeah, I think you're right. I I could get closer and examine them. Uh, by all means, m'lady, uh, feel, feel free. Okay, I will do that. Do you want to scavenge while you're down there? Yeah, I guess just scavenge, uh... More for information and any clues about what the fuck is going on. Tell a story and look through these bodies. I love making fires. False I had seen uh, special effects of making fires. Sometimes there are things you can only do with your own hands. It's so real. It is. It is difficult. It is. It's exertion and there are so many factors that go into it but it is something you can understand you find the right wood you find a dry spot you do the right motions you 
stack the wood, you get the, the airflow. It is something you can control in some way. It's therapeutic, I found. There are some things that you cannot understand. There are larger, big picture things that some people would consider more simple than making a fire, but I do not think so. I love making fires. Yeah, you are uh, quite the resourceful person, if I do say so myself. What do I find? Oh, right, I can roll. <laughs> Plus clever. Oh, lovely. Uh, that is an 11. I think that most of the war happened while you were away. <laughs> yes. I believe it was 1915 when I retreated. Yeah. Did you pick up any news from it at all? Did you every once in a while see a newspaper or anything? Um, let's see. I I don't think so. I mean, I, I only went to... I only made my way back to civilization a few every few years for like 15 minutes just to trade some furs and get a new knife. Yeah, I don't think I know anything really since, since any news since I left. Okay. Then here's what you know from from um sort of carefully moving around them. These are not the same uniforms as the bodies that were in the back of the truck when you jumped in. And you recognize the journal as being written in German. And Bolt has already said that they look like Portuguese soldiers. Mm -hmm. So so that implies to you that whoever was in the back of the truck was certainly, was maybe not part of this group. Mm -hmm. these, these people were shot. And most of them from behind. They don't seem to be bullet holes going into the front of them. Any with, uh, like, multiple holes? Like, was it, like, a, a massive fire? Or was it just, like, execution? You would think execution. Okay. And now that you're sort of in the middle of them, it looks like there might be eight bodies. And how, how old do they seem to be? Uh, I'm assuming not being up on uh, decomposition rates like out in the open in the summer in the yeah. Caribbean. Yeah, certainly not in this climate. They look like they are further along than the bodies that were in the back of the truck. And okay. they were kind of far along when you found them. Good. Definitely very stinky. Yes. Okay, I would like to exit this trench. Yes. Okay. Yes, I think you can do that. <laughs> I would like to do that. That's, uh... That's mighty troubling. Uh, they are very smelly. Let us get a bit more distance. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's head back. I don't. Indeed. I don't think we're gonna find anything good here. Yes. 